Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Get Goldfinger today. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Get Goldfinger today. You know what I want? And welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Earl Sampson Folk, and today I'm detailing for you the Raptors' second win of the season, the season in which they are defending champions of the NBA title. Their second win of the season against the Chicago Bulls, 108-84. to It was a thorough beating throughout. They really gave it to the Bulls. They outpaced them in a lot of categories. It was a really strong game from a lot of players at an exclamation point, especially for Odiana Nobi. Another really good game from Fred VanVleet, where he was probably on ball more than Kyle Lowry as well. And an exclamation point maybe for Stanley Johnson, except not in a good way, if you know what I mean. It was, it was difficult for him. The start of the game, more so than anything else, it was kind of a reprieve from what we saw against the Celtics. The Celtics, how they played against the 76ers, was this gross, grimy, and ugly game. That also happened against the Raptors. Playing the Celtics seems to bring the grossest version of basketball out of every party that is involved. And it was really nice to get away from that and play this Bulls team. A team that was honestly just looking to play offense for most of it. There are guys who play really hard defense individually on the Bulls team. Think Wendell Carter Jr., who I think projects as kind of an Al Horford type. I think he's a really good player. I'm excited to see what he grows into. Chris Dunn, Shaq Harrison, Shaquille Harrison, and those guys play really hard defense. They were getting into the Raptors with regularity, but that wasn't something that really impacted the whole flow of the game. The flow of the game was pretty open, and the Raptors dominated in that in that type of game. And even when the game was a bit grittier and rougher to get to the start of the game, then it was Marcus All did open up the game. He played really well, especially to kick things off, and his work on the inside, especially around his own rim, because even though he played well, we're obviously still not at the part of the season where Gasol is figuring in as an offensive juggernaut for the Raptors, but defending his own rim, he was really good. He made Wendell Carter Jr., Laurie Markkinen, Otto Porter Jr., Levine, and Sadoransky, all of them, when they were getting into the paint, there was clear hesitation for how they were going to attack because Gasol was playing really good positional defense. And he's long, 
he's a big guy and when he was when he was getting to his spots and quite frankly beating the bulls to the spots it was really helpful and the raptors it started there the raptors had incredible defense throughout but it started with gasol and gasol had a terrific start to the game and that's i just want to highlight that outside of that Kyle Lowry continued to work off ball next to Fred Van Vliet, which is really nice to see because I think we've all been clamoring for a Fred Van Vliet to prove himself on ball more often, whereas he has been an off ball guard for such a long time. And for Kyle Lowry, who we know is fantastic off ball, to get more opportunities there. And in the first quarter, it was like a masterclass in relocation from Kyle Lowry. He was phenomenal getting open to the open spots, and I thought he did a a great job. The only downer of the first quarter, it seemed, was that Pascal Siakam got two really early fouls. It was about at the eight-minute mark that he checked out. He didn't come back in until roughly the 10 or nine-minute mark in the second quarter. So you have your best player, ostensibly, leaving the game four minutes into it. And that's, you know, that's going to be a little bit disappointing no matter what. And that's fine. But it, it was something that was like a little disconcerting early on. And he has been battling with foul trouble early on in the season and that's because I'm not sure if there's a concerted effort league-wide to call more offensive fouls but there has been a lot of offensive calls or sorry sorry offensive fouls called in these Raptors games I don't know if you guys are noticing that but I'm pretty sure there were 11 called versus the Celtics which is an inordinate amount of offensive fouls at least to my eye usually you see like three four maybe Sometimes you only see like one or two, but regardless, I thought it was a large number. And Siakam is still kind of figuring out how he gets to play as the fulcrum of the Raptors offense. And similar to the Boston game where he had a rough start, he did figure it out later. And that was that was definitely something. But as far as the first quarter, I thought it was absolutely OG Ananobi, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet carrying the offensive load and Gasol stepping that first foot forward for the Raptors defensively and the rest of everybody kind of picking that up after. And OG Ananobi, it should be mentioned, was so terrific tonight, but limited to, let's just start at the first quarter, hit his shots, had a huge block, worked the baseline as a cutter, made a ton of great basket cuts, and even on the backside of the defense when he wasn't really visible, you're watching ball handlers, he's still fighting for position, making really good reads as to how he should attack, like flare screens that are being set on him, things like that. I thought he did a great job. And Fred Van Vliet, likewise, I thought he did a great job when he was matched up with Levine early on to chase him around screens. I thought he was really, really good in that situation as well. The second quarter was slightly more problematic, and the end of the first quarter, I should say. It It was really interesting to see because Stanley Johnson came into the game and immediately everything fell apart for the Raptors. He had three unforced turnovers in like five minutes. He was stepping out of bounds. He was traveling. He was doing that awkward, janky two-step in the lane that he does that never has anything good come out of it. And that's I noted that in the feature I wrote about him before the season started. And I typically like to write glowing features of players. I like to highlight the good things they're doing, but Stanley Johnson, I genuinely could not find that many good things, so the feature on him came off more pessimistic than I would have liked, but seems to be shining true so far. Terrence Davis was also sucked into that. Mind you, everybody was sucked into that. It just, the ball going into his hands 
broke the game in half, broke the Raptors' offense in half for roughly like a four or five minute stretch. And Kyle Lowry wasn't enough to just override that and make the Raptors keep excelling. That was where the Raptors lost the lead in the first half. And it was for a short time because the Van Vliet, Siakam group of players was completely dominating the Bulls. So as soon as they re-entered into the game, they started playing their version of basketball rather than this broken turnover prone version of basketball where also on the other side the Bulls just managed to hit triples once the Raptors got that back in there it it started playing much much better it was a lot easier to watch and and in that run towards the end of the second quarter was two Matt Thomas triples which I think was great to see he came off a flare screen and he completely well, he made Zach Levine look kind of silly because Zach Levine took the wrong route around it. And another one where Pascal Siakam was posting up, Matt Thomas floated to the corner, and that was really effective because what you want from shooters is to find the soft spots in defenses. He was able to do that. He hit his two, his first two triples of the game, and he wasn't getting targeted on defense every time the other on the other side of the floor. So everything that included Matt Thomas seemed to be good. Van Vliet and Lowry were playing awesome, and OG still, he was playing phenomenal. This was one of the best games I've ever seen him play. That continued in the second quarter, and it was it was, it was was great to see. The third quarter was similar to how Siakam played in the third quarter against the Celtics, where he had that rough start to the game, he recalibrates, and then in the third quarter, he knows exactly how he wants to attack. That happened for him against the Bulls in this one. And he did a great job negotiating how much space he was going to get as a driver, as a penetrator, and as, and as a passer as well. And OG kept, he hit two threes, or maybe in three, maybe even three threes in the quarter. I'm not too sure right off the top of my head. But he was, he was hitting shots. He was playing great defense and still filling the lane on the fast break, making the right cuts in the half court. And it was just more excellence from OG Ananobi really good to see Kyle Lowry Van Vliet they kept doing their thing it was it wasn't a huge night from Kyle Lowry by any means but well maybe even to go back to the I can't remember if the second or third quarter but Chris Dunn was guarding him and Lowry got two fouls called on Chris Dunn in the span of like 12 seconds maybe even less like five six seconds and then Chris Dunn had to be subbed out because it took him to three fouls and it was just kind of that flex by Kyle Lowry that he's like if you're gonna talk trash if you're gonna try to be like gamey about this then like here's the gamesmanship you're sitting now you're on the bench now and then it was it was really interesting to see because there is like a chip on your shoulder and there is this a small amount of arrogance to being champions like don't play me physical because you shouldn't be able to play me physical because I'm the champ. You put your hands on me, that's supposed to be a foul call because I'm the champ. I've proven I'm the best, that type of thing. And I did like that attitude from Lowry. And it wasn't a huge game from him by any means, but quality and consistent and ready to shoot. There's no hesitation with him. He's ready to fire away from downtown. He's shooting well from downtown. And that's a huge facet of his game and one that the Raptors really rely on. The Raptors have been shooting the ball well from three to start the year, but that doesn't mean that they profile as a great three-point shooting team. If Kyle Lowry is in tow and ready to shoot with this type of availability, then yes, they will profile as a pretty good three-point shooting team. But if he goes through one of his streaks where, you know, he's a little bit hesitant from behind the three-point line, 
they might not profile like that. And obviously, Pascal Siakam, the five threes he hit against the Celtics, if that is what he's going to be doing, that also changes the outlook for the Raptors as well from beyond, from behind the arc. And the fourth quarter was pretty much the Serge Ibaka show as well. I know there were garbage, there was garbage time, and that'll I'll talk about that in a bit. But Serge Ibaka, man, he was um he was incredible on the dive and defensively. And maybe I should have touched on this a little bit earlier, but we'll just do a little Serge Ibaka piece right now. He followed up what Gasol was bringing to the defense with the exact same with the exact same results, but a little bit more fervor. You know what I mean? He was he really made any Bulls player who was coming towards the paint rethink how they were going to be attacking it. He was transcendent the way he was guarding the basket. He was getting tons of blocks. And man, in the fourth quarter especially, he was a monster on the dive. He was getting offensive rebounds, and that was great. And I love seeing him get offensive rebounds. I think it's one of the best parts of his game, especially on this Raptor squad. But my goodness, he was killing it on the dive. He's getting so many dunks. He was ramming down the lane, and the Bulls had no recourse to stop it. It was it was really cool, really nice to see. And uh, yeah, I loved watching that part. As far as the the end of bench minutes that were received by guys, like Chris Boucher had a super sloppy turnover, but also had like a huge block on Kobe White, hit his free throws, and just overall provides a ton of length on the floor. Malcolm Miller missed his triple attempt. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson was just kind of like erratic. And I don't think there's too much to take away from the game in that sense. And that's, you know, that's fine. But that's that's how I feel about that. It wasn't like 12 minutes of garbage time where the end of bench guys get so much run. It was four or five minutes. It wasn't much to take away from it. And the last minute of basketball was just the Raptors and the Bulls trying to get the game to run out. Well, especially the Raptors as far as that goes. But it was... You know, they did their thing, but I don't think there's much to comment on regarding that. The Mitchell Robinson Award is vacant. I don't think that there's a villain tonight, especially I was watching the Bulls broadcast crew. Wow, they were so nice. There wasn't like an ounce of homerism. Anytime a good play happened, they were excited for it. They were insightful when talking about the Raptors and the Bulls. And just watching this game from start to finish, very little to complain about. An easy win for the Raptors in which they look increasingly competent defensively and as far as rebounding the ball as well. That was great too. So no Mitchell Robinson award tonight. There's no villain. Pretty much everything went correctly for the Raptors in this one. And Pascal Siakam did turn his ankle, but that wasn't a particularly villainous act by anybody. Just bodies crashing together in the lane. You know how it is. The Reggie Evans Award tonight will go to Serge Ibaka, and I know there's a big case to be made for OG Ananobi in this one getting it, but OG Ananobi, it wasn't so much like a hustle type of night for him. He was just composed, sharp, and smart, and made good on everything that he did. Serge Ibaka was a bit more like, run the floors a big, throw it down on one end, block Luke Cornette twice on one possession like roaming the paint like getting after it as far as a help side defender goes like doing those types of things and that's you know Reggie Evans wasn't a massive help side defender but he was a hustle player 
He was the type of guy who came in, he's averaging like 15 rebounds and four points when he was starting for the Raptors. Like, it's this insane type of energy he's exuding, right? And Serge Ibaka, to start this season, has been exuding some type of energy, and it has translated to very, very good performances. So he gets the, uh, he gets the Reggie Evans Award. The top quick reaction comment right now is from Troy. Best all-around game of Ananobi's career. If this team plays deal like that consistency, the sky's the limit. Ibaka is playing the best basketball of his career since last season up until now. So enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I don't know if that's the best game of Ananobi's career. I mean, it was solid from start to finish. But there's a couple games where he's completely locking down a premier offensive threat like James Harden and also scoring like... 20 on the other side i remember that game in his rookie season he also had a couple one i remember against the wizards last year and he had playoff games as well that were very very impressive so i think not the best game of his career but i definitely top seven he he had a great game tonight and that's not meant to underscore his game just to say that he has played very well before definitely and yeah ibaka uh the best of his career i think he's he hit a three he hit from mid-range. He's diving to the rim. He's kind of doing it all. As far as like a bench big goes, who is better than him in the league coming off the bench as a big man? Like Sabonis for the Pacers is supposed to start now. Montrez Harrell, I don't think he's as good defensively as Ibaka. I mean, he's probably more tenacious on the offensive glass. Well, he's definitely more tenacious on the offensive glass, but is there a better bench big man than Serge Ibaka I don't really think so he's he's incredible and I'm very happy to watch him night in and night out if he performs like this so yeah thanks for commenting Troy thank you for listening listener whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night I have been Samson Folk I hope you enjoyed the game I hope you enjoyed this and have a blessed day and goodbye want to hear something amazing Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.